Right at it. Right at it. Oh, he's done it again. Just as he did at the John Deere for his first win. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's another episode of the Go Get That Podcast, episode 65. A new season is upon us. We're here at the for the Century Preview, um, a tournament that Jordan will be playing for the second straight year. Tournament of Champions is kind of a loose name now as it's now the Tour Championship of event. Uh, but it's, it's a cool event, really cool golf course. We're joined by uh, fellow... Twitter and podcaster, Mr. Andy Lack, who I've been following for a very long time. We've been trying to get him on, um, find the right time. And it seems like a perfect um, excuse to get him on, start of the new year. He's a pretty, he has a pretty brilliant golf mind, to say the least. One of the best uh, Twitter golf bettors I've seen out there. Helps me with my go get that picks every week. So welcome. I appreciate that, guys. Bob, Jordan, Dan. It's an honor. I have been uh, outside of the nuclear network. I have been a massive, I have been a absolutely massive advocate for tracker accounts. I think what you guys do is admirable. Um, it has certainly helped save me a lot of time when I'm on the road and I'm trying to follow one of my favorite golfers and you guys all happen to be uh, doing that for one of my own favorite golfers. So happy to talk speed with you guys. Happy to talk golf in general. Let's, let's get into it, friends. Absolutely. Um, this is now the second, this is the start of the second full year that we'll be podcasting on the PJ tour. Congrats. Um, yeah. So we, we started last year at the Ryder cup. Uh, so we got to do all last season. Uh, we're basically going to keep it the same. We have a f- few guests on the, um, in the queue that we're waiting on, but um, it's good to have Andy here. Jordan and Dan, any thoughts? Yeah, we um it? again just a big thank you for coming on, and specifically like I mean the big being a big advocate for trackers. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of, uh, you know, big accounts on Twitter that give, you know, our little tracker community. Yeah, it's, it's dumb. Um, it's dumb. I mean, clearly we've had, I mean, we've gotten interactions with Jordan. Jordan's team knows knows us. So like to all those people, you know, As we got they should. contacts that you don't. Um, not to brag or anything, but we're still here. <laughs> um, we've gotten to meet some really cool people. And this is, again, as Bob said, only our second full year. And we have got some pretty cool guests lined up. We've already had some in previous episodes. And we're uh, just really pleased to have you on, Andy. Appreciate that, man. Um, wait, quick question for you guys. Was there like a big Spieth fan account before you guys that you guys kind of had to like grapple with to find your footing in the Twitter Well, there sphere? was a... Uh, there still is. There still is. But <laughs> so obviously my expertise is more Twitter and Jordan's is more Instagram. Uh-huh. There was a big speed tracker account on Twitter before, and his lack of tracking was actually one of the reasons I got into it. And people quickly flocked to my account, which is nice because, um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend anyone use his account for any updates. He's not very reliable. And this isn't just being me. 
I'm happy to promote other speed trackers if they're worth the promotion. Um, we're all in it for the same cause. But yeah, there was a little bit of a a competition to begin, but he's just he's gotten older. He's just kind of done his well, own thing. There's one on there's one on Twitter too. And that's I said Twitter. No, I thought you said Instagram. No, I said Twitter. I don't know of okay. another big speed tracker on Instagram. Well, definitely was one on Instagram because for years I was trying to find one. I was like, there's got to be somebody that like does this stuff on Twitter, on Instagram. And there was, I think yeah. there was, but he didn't do anything. Um, we have yeah. like our, we have our mini beef with uh, the original speed tracker. But like, as Bob said, I mean, he's a grown, we're all 21 and younger. Uh, like he's, I mean, he's a grown adult. I assume he's in his thirties. Like I get it not having the time to provide updates, but I mean, we've obviously moved past that and we're just enjoying what we're doing. Um, Bob yeah. reached out, you know, at the Ryder cup a couple of years ago and we're here um, and we're loving doing it. Yeah. yeah. I just like talking golf. It's fun. It is. Fun. I'm glad we're back. Like the century is a weird, it, it is. Seems like it's, there's um, two or three spots where the new season starts. Mm-hmm. It's like whatever that first event is that used to be the green bar. I don't know what it is now. Yeah, that's like the unofficial start. And then there's the century, but then there's the farmers. Century, and then the farmers is like the official, official start. Yeah. But, but yeah. Know. So we're at the second of three starts, and <laughs> it be, should be a good week with some interesting names on, on the leaderboard and guys that maybe wouldn't normally get a chance to come play here, um, just given kind of the flexibility with the FedEx Cup points and getting into East Lake and all the qualifications for the tournament this year. Yeah. So um we can start off with uh I mean speed as we usually do. I don't really have many expectations going into this week. It's um usually a last year was a little bit lower I'm like lower number winning number than it usually is. This year it'll definitely be a little more in the twenties. Um I forget what it was last year, but it the the 34. weather was what? It was 34. Cam Smith was at 34 under last year. Ron yeah, it, it definitely – I don't think it'll be that this year. Um, but yeah, again, there's, a little, there's a little more wind in the forecast from what for I've sure. seen. Yeah, I've, I've seen a lot more wind, but I definitely have heard that it's going to be relatively calm in terms of the um, like firmness. I, I have heard they didn't really firm it up that much compared to what they tried to do last year, there was a complete failure as Cam Smith kind of embarrassed the golf course. Um, but then again, it's almost 8,000 yards and plays like it's a pitch and putt in, in some some situations just because of the elevation. It's it's a really cool tournament. It's not one that like you think of being like, oh, he won the Century Tournament champion, so he's this much more elevated than he would have been. But it's still a fun tournament to watch. Jordan has won this event before. I do wasn't it this course? I forget. Yeah. Yeah. 16. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. So but the one I'm thinking of is the Sony open that's changed courses, but um, you yes. mean the hero, right? No, I mean, Sony, I know he didn't win Sony, but I know he, he shot. What did he shoot Sony? He did win Sony. No, he didn't. No, I don't think he's won Sony. He's no, played. He's well. He will this year when he plays the next week. I'm blanking, <laughs> but he should play Sony. Yeah. Oh, so I'm thinking of the um hero, the hero. Yeah. The one where he went like 30, when he was just at the absolute top of his game. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking of. It's like, the hero that changed. That's yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. So yeah, I don't have many expectations. I haven't really seen anything that like would make me think that there's any expectations to have. But um, Jordan, I don't know. 
What do you yeah, think I mean, of Andy? What do you think of Speed this week? Yeah. Uh, I actually do like this course for Speed. Yeah. In the sense that, like, in in my opinion, one of the things that Speed has always struggled with throughout his career, and it's gone through kind of peaks and valleys. There was a stretch last year where he was actually driving the ball great. Um, and and he has picked up distance, by the way. I don't know if you Absolutely. guys have noticed this, yeah, but for like, sure. There's kind of this um there's kind of this idea that like Spieth is short Correct. compared to the other elites, which like Correct. yeah, he is short compared to John Rahm and Rory McElroy, but yeah. last year Spieth ranked like 42nd in driving distance. Like yeah, he, compared to the overall like relevance of the tour, he's He's, he's a decent plenty, long hitter. Like plenty you, long. You'd call him a long hitter before you called him a short hitter for sure. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Plenty long. So I do think that he can keep up on this course, and not even that distance is like that huge of a deal here, right? Like it, you know, we've seen guys like Patrick Reed and Zach Johnson, who are both shorter than Spieth, have a ton of success. And I like the fact that the fairways are sixty yards wide because. Spieth can get a little loose with his tee balls at time to time. And I think the other reason to be optimistic about Spieth this week is like, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but there's this like massive correlation between Kapalua and Augusta, where it seems like all of the guys that play well at Kapalua also play well at Augusta, whether it's Cam Smith, Hideki Matsuyama, even guys like Zach Johnson and Patrick Reed have won Dustin Johnson, Sander Shoffley, John Rahm. All of those guys have either won or played excellently. Justin Thomas have either won or played excellently at the Masters. And you could say, well, what do you expect? All the best players play this tournament and all the best players play the Masters. So is it really that much of a coincidence? And I would come back with the argument and say, you know, yeah, I think it is. I think there's some stylistic similarities to both of these golf courses. If you watch Kapalua on TV, you are going to notice that there are a lot of undulation changes. There are not a lot of flat lies and that is completely the case at Augusta, right? And Spieth has talked about at Kapalua before where he likes that creativity aspect. Like, as you guys know, Spieth is, can be when he doesn't get too caught up in his head about his swing. Like when Spieth is at his best, he is a field player, right? Like that is why he's so good at links golf. That's why he's had so much success at British Open, where it's not target golf, right? It's you, right. you know, it's there's there's this creativity feel aspect to it, and I think that's what you get a little bit at Kapalua, where you're never going to have a flat lie. It's not a lot of shots that you're going to be able to practice on the driving range, and those are the type of spots that like I want Jordan Spieth at. Correct. Yeah, I think um, I think our podcast listeners are really going to enjoy hearing you talk about Spieth and being optimistic this week because we're coming off an episode um, where we were, you know, going over this upcoming season and there was a lot of negativity on our part. Yeah. Um, it's crazy that the three guys that run the podcast are more negative than you, Andy. So, well, you look at the stats. Hear that. You look at the stats, and obviously now I'm a models guy. Um, as for this is now the second uh, podcast that I've been looking into models, and so the all the models that I've been um, looking at and doing have the top three um, comp courses being Augusta, Craig Ranch, and Nine Bridges. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, two of those are great spots for Spieth. So, I mean, Craig Grant, Spieth has obviously come very close to winning there. Augusta's obviously won in nine bridges. He's had a pretty good history yeah. at. He has a top ten in a few tries. Um, that's that's good news to me. The only comp course that was like my fourth one that I sort of picked up on is Congaree. That also yeah. kind of was one for the hero. Um, and he's obviously never played well there, but um, I mean, still, I, I like those courses overall. They're all, it's all sort of comes to the basically theme of wide fairways and tricky greens. So that is where Jordan Spieth has thrived historically. But then again, putter needs to heat up a bit. Um, we saw him putt really well at the President's Cup. So we'll see if he can, he didn't, he didn't really build on that in the fall, but we'll see if he can get something going on the right foot. The yeah. only thing about those courses though, is that they're all played in like the spring when Correct. he's seemingly playing better. Cause when has he played well in the fall slash early winter? Fair enough. And it's been a while. Yeah. I mean, basically when he's won this event, right? Like right. he hasn't, you're right. It's been a lot of, I mean, there's a couple I'm trying, I mean, like, remember when he kind of asserted himself back onto the scene after a little bit of a prolonged slump? Like, that was at Phoenix, right? Like, remember yeah, yeah. remember that Phoenix a couple of years ago where it's like, oh, wait, is Spieth back, right? Yeah. Like, so, yeah, I mean, I agree. I feel like these guys, if you're at the level of Jordan Spieth or Dustin Johnson or Rom or Xander or any of those guys, your entire strategy is peaking for the majors, right? Yeah. Like that is, that is what it comes down to for those guys, which is, you know, part of the reason why you see speed probably play well at Craig ranch. Actually, honestly, I mean, he play he just plays well anytime he's in Texas. So, yeah. but, um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I think there is reason for cautious optimism for speed this week. He's not my pick to win, but I, I also, I like, I don't think he's going to flame out and finish dead last well, either. Well, Dan's a, just for some background, Dan is a massive TBC Craig ranch fan. Um, <laughs> I think it's the know. best course on tour. <laughs> he's a I hope this is a bet because you need to explain to me why you think that, because to me, I think it is a pitch and putt. And an embarrassment to wow. Dallas. These are oh these God. are strong words. Um, can you tell me I mean, what I mean, name? Tell me one thing that's interesting <laughs> to you about TPC Craig Ranch. Tell me one thing that challenges the players at TPC uh, Craig Ranch. I mean the the false front on seventeen green is just brutal. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe you even knew that. I um, mean, no, I I don't know. I just. The way it sets up, the bunkering, I mean, the, the creek in front of 18 is perfectly placed. I can't think of a better golf course. Well, I, it, really, I mean, really, I, it should host the President's Cup or a Ryder Cup. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't know. Craig Ranch is what it is. I just, I think it gets screwed by being in May. I mean, it's not a mm -hmm. fantastic golf course, but. Um, if it was in April, I think it would play better, and I will stick to that. But are you do you live in the area? Are you a Texas guy? No, no, I okay. don't. I just, you just like, ride for Craig Ranch. I just, he I just live he lives Ranch. for Craig Ranch. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know where we were before Craig Ranch, but 
trying to think of other capital things um of what we were talking about well, but yeah it's like we we had like these low expectations last week um and talked a little bit about just this lack of feel right there's no more feel in the game and we we kind of saw this new like practice swing the other day in the match and i was just curious what you because i don't think we talked about it no, but we should talk about that. I agree. You guys were thinking about that because it's 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 also very weird. Yeah. So Jordan was he's been in Hawaii since probably at least Wednesday of last week, and I guess what's cool, like I'm not there at Kapalua, but like it's very easy to get access to the players there. So there was a video of him on the range probably about last Thursday, and he's I mean he's always got this practice swing going, but I mean he's got this new one or he's bringing the club back and he's literally like hitting it on his shoulder, just trying to yeah. feel it out. And I mean, I guess the good news, it looked like he flushed the iron that he was hitting on that swing, but I mean, it's always tinkering. It's never, you know, confidence that he's going to go up and strike the ball. And um, I think, you know, I know Dan, at least me and Dan are nerds. It's just gonna be nice to get some strokes gain Dana back this week to see how he's actually progressing. Cause we haven't had that since what? I mean, the tour championship. Cause he didn't play. Mm-hmm. You don't get it at Hero. Obviously uh, not Congaree, the match. Probably. So yeah, Congre had some. It was gross at Congaree. It wasn't good numbers, but I mean, the, it's been approach numbers were atrocious. That's October. I mean, that's. I, I mean, feel like we see different things every week now. Like. Um, yep. I really don't know what to expect about any part of his game this week. I'd more say that a lot it this is sort of just like a, a week where I just want to see I want to walk out of this week feeling good about his game, not really necessarily about picking up a trophy here. I don't think this is a trophy he needs to win anymore is, in his is, career. It's a season long season long race for the FedEx Cup, not a one week race, right? But so, but yeah. another thing we always talk about, um, usually in the Sony or Farmers episode is how bad of a warm up course this is because of how different it is from every course coming up. Yeah. Um so like whatever we see this week, is that really something that we take into consideration going forward? I mean these greens are historically extremely slow. Um, and you really can't tell anything about driving accuracy, even when you miss the fairway, because you might have landed in the middle and yeah. took a bounce left about sixty yards. Because I, I mean, it's it's a fun golf course, but it's it's not really previewing what we're going to see in the next few weeks. Yeah, but I'd say it could translate momentum, though. I mean, Cam Smith won last year, had a great year, right? So I think it's yeah. a sign of kind of where the game's at in general. Like if you can win a birdie fest, um. You're doing I mean, something you're right. Yeah, you're doing something right. You know. Yeah, Andy, what are your what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the course? I know you've you you do a write up on uh, Rick Run Good every week, so um, well we can link that in the bio if it's it's on your Twitter, so I can find that. Yeah, you um, can if you want to subscribe, yeah. I think it's a few bucks a month. Um, it's so not bad. Yeah, it's, it's um, I I I promise you, it's worth it. I pay for it every month. So um I Thanks, man. I do um I do want to hear your thoughts because you usually do a deep dive into the course. Um I know you agreed with me on most of the comp courses. So I'd love yeah. to hear your thoughts. Yeah. So I mean I think like the defining feature of this course is the fact that it has 59 yard wide fairways, which yeah. I mean just for context, that's three times the size of Harbor Town. So like think about if Harbor Town just added a fairway on either side like that is how big the fairways would be at Kapalua um and to be honest 
is pretty damn easy, right? Like the only way that this course gets really tough is if you get wind, right? And we've seen it happen from time to time, right? Like I think in 2020, Justin Thomas won at 14 under par when we got a ton of wind. Last year, we got absolutely no wind. And that's where Camp Smith won at what, 34 under par. So I think, actually, I'm going to flip it back to you guys. What, do you guys like Spieth on harder or easier courses? Uh, I'll take the high road here. Um, I talk about it all the time. I like a course where this winning score is like 11 to 14. Yeah. yeah I think I like Spieth on harder courses. Too. I think Spieth is definitely better on courses that run about um, 12 to 14 under yeah. par, just as Jordan thinks. Yeah. But at the same because he time, doesn't have to make a million putts. Exactly. At the same time, um, which is just so depressing to think about the fact that we're talking about him not needing to make putts to win. Like that used to be like his thing. And it's, sad, I know. But, I know. Um, it's more just like it, it needs to be in the middle for him and he can win birdie fests. Um, but I mean, again, his part needs to get hot, exactly. which it hasn't recently. I mean, he, I mean, it's, it's very unlikely. It was very unlikely that KH Lee would have a Sunday. He had a Craig Ranch. Um, Speed definitely played well enough to win that week. And that was a birdie fest. Um, but then again, I mean, you look at how you look at the really, really hard courses on tour. And I mean, he just, one of the things that me and Jordan always are on him about, and I'm, and I don't know if you've noticed this because you kind of have to watch all, all of his rounds to pick up on it, but he is the worst player when it comes to parring hard holes. He birdies a hard, an easy hole or a hard hole, and then he gets to a 480 yard par four ninth ninth hole, and he throws away what he just picked up because yeah. he just can't make the six footer for par, or whether it be he gets himself in a bad spot off the tee. He's just he's he consistently fails to par hard holes, which you need at like really hard courses, like, um, you know, your U.S. Open courses, your Torrey Pines. So like, yeah, like we rag on Justin Thomas all the time, but the way he played the 18th hole at Southern Hills is just, I mean, masterful. Speed yeah. couldn't do that. And Speed played that hole horribly in the four rounds that. Which was so predictable. Hills. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like, like, for example, putting is the easiest Thing to change right it's the least sticky stat right so it's like if you have a major problem with your iron play and a major problem with your putter it's more likely that you're going to be able to fix the putter in a shorter time that you're going to well, be able to fix your iron play well another thing about that is like you see like all the bad like historical players like putters on tour like keegan bradley is like all they need is their putter to get hot once every few years and they win. And that's how they make right. a living. They've won Even four, five, six like times. Too. Morikawa is a shitty putter a ton of yeah, the time, and, but when he spikes, he wins tournaments. Correct. And that's that's sort of what's been so frustrating about Spieth is that it's been over a year, maybe like even more, since he's had a hot putter for a full tournament. I mean, the, even the tournament he won, he didn't have a hot putter. Oh, he lost strokes putting at the end. Yeah, it was just it like was crazy. It, yeah. it was crazy because like even Rory historically wasn't a great putter in the past like five, six years before this year, obviously he sort of picked it up, but like he'd make a living because he got hot once once a week and he'd win the Wells Fargo or the CJ Cup. And 
and that's that's where he got his yearly win and it, that's what we're missing from Speeth. I mean, I we 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 get so hyped about good rounds putting because we just don't see him do it very often for four four rounds like at at Pebble last year he had two really good rounds putting. Um but then it went cold on Sunday. Yeah. Same thing with the API last year and I mean the, even the Presidents Cup like first day he couldn't make a thing and then the last two days he putted so well and we're just like well I'd love if you're going to turn into that player who wins once a year because your putter gets hot I'd like to see momentum in different spots where your where your putter gets hot um right. so that that's more where where what I'm trying to see in this new season from him well, I think do, do you guys of, think that or go ahead I was just going to say I think his two best like putting tournaments were the Travelers and the Memorial yeah and I was at the Travelers so. both of which he didn't like play that great no, and I mean, the, and I mean, the travelers. I was so when it spiked, he still didn't play. He didn't play. Yeah, well. everything else went to crap. Brutal. Yeah, yeah. It's like you can't put four things, which is also very hard to do. But like, the thing, the thing about the greats right now, the, I mean, actually, Cam Smith is a bad example because literally every week his putters on. But like the, the DJs, the Rorys, the Roms, like when they're when one or two parts of their game are off, they're they're serviceable. Um, yeah. And that's like, I, this is a bad example, but like, I'm, I'm, I keep talking about how, so I'm a Dolphins fan and like, all I want with how talented our receivers are is to have a serviceable back, serviceable backup. And like, that's sort of like what I want for the, for Spieth is like, if his like wedge game isn't to two feet every time he's around the greens and like to five feet, then like, do you, Chips yeah. to 15 feet don't work on the PGA Tour on a bad week. Like, you need to be able to grind out your bad parts of your games. Um, so do yeah. you guys, last question on the putting, do you guys think it's more mental or mechanical? Do you think it's like he's kind of in his head right now? Or do you think that maybe he needs to try a different putter or he needs to work with a different putting coach or do you think it do you think it's more technique wise or 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 in his head wise i um i actually sorry dan i just i want to see this week um i think yeah i think it's fair to because we in the i mean the pnc like it, it's meaningless but like the match it's meaningless presence cup we don't get data but like we actually saw some signs and it might translate to nothing but in these fall you know, events or um, what's the word? Exhibitions. There were some signs. So I'm I'm curious to see how he puts this week. Maybe it'll be good um, or we go back to crap. Uh, but I think if I had to answer your question, I'd say it's definitely in his head a little bit, especially on the short putts. I mean, it's yeah, all the, the short head. ones are for, sh for sure in his head. I think the it's got to be in his head because if, if it was technique, he'd just be lying to us in a sense like his whole persona is i'm gonna dig my feet in and work really hard at things when they're not going well you know we see him on the range at the pga at Harden park after I remember that. 74 76 or whatever it was just grinding for five hours if it's technique then something has gone atrociously wrong so it's got to be mental and it does not help when you constant constantly miss three footers yeah so we'll see you know what we'll see the, if 
that the in- this week. The interesting thing about Spieth is I'm looking at my stats page I have on him for for Rick Run Good, and he actually ranks 11th on the entire PGA Tour. This is last season uh, in a stat called approach putting, which is basically lack putting. It's basically like if you are past, I think, 40 feet, how close do you get yourself to the hole? And he's one of the 12 best guys on tour in lag putting, but he ranks 161st in putting from four to eight feet and 137th in putting inside 10 feet. Um, that is no bueno. Yeah. Like no. That, that four to eight foot range is the most important important putting metric because you know if you make a bunch of bombs that's a little bit more determined by luck but if you see that somebody is strong from four to eight feet that's the most sustainable putting metric year after year right like that's that's where you want to be really really high and i think spieth is kind of has it opposite right now where he's still actually like a really good lag putter. Like he still knows how to read greens. He still has feel, but there's just something going on right now for him inside 10 feet. And that's what needs to be solved. My problem has always been his reads inside 10 feet. He always tries. That's always been the main concern for me. I've he's always struggled. And he's never been the best putter inside of 10 feet. Um, but even his top of the game, but like for me, it's, it's the trying to find break in a five footer that there's just no break. Um, as uh, someone, I forget who it was, but someone said at any course on tour, you can find a way to make a four footer without the putt leaving the hole, unless you're at Augusta right. national. Yeah. Um, so the fact that he's playing some of these things and trying to dip them in, I mean, his there were points where his stroke wasn't great, um, and he was pushing, pulling putts. But like, I mean, a lot of it's just like the lack of confidence to to put it in the back of the cup. Like he's yeah, he tries to dial these in, and is like, oh, just worst comes to worst, the two putt. Like that's not how you win on tour. And obviously, we're over here on the other side of the screen trying to um criticize him, but that's just what we see from a fan perspective. And I obviously know that he, no one wants to get back to where he was more than him, but it's, it's, it's easy to pick up on. I feel like it's, it's a constant thing every week. I mean, it's, it's a different thing every year. Like for one, um, like before the resurgence, a few, like a year and a half ago, it was, it was the, he was making every 50 footer, but he couldn't make a six footer. And yeah, this year it was every 15 footer was short in the heart. Um, so it's just like, it's a different thing every year. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I want to see this week. Well, I want to see this month really. I want to see him here and at Sony and hopefully, um, is he playing Sony? He should, he's not committed yet. I've, would find it very hard for him to not play just because he's I doubt he plays the farmers. Um yeah. but I also find it very hard to believe him not playing farmers or Sony. Um so it's annoying. Like most tournaments put out a list of like early commitments and they like don't. Yeah. So like it's a very good chance we won't know until Friday at like five o'clock. 
right. yeah. which is annoying. But like, I think I speak for all three of us. Like, we really want him to play Sony because that course right. I think fits him his current game at least very much a so bit better than I, I agree. I would I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I'd assume Sony will. I don't know. Do, they, do you think it'll have a good field, Andy? I'm not. I think it'll have an okay field. It's not an elevated event, so it's not going to have a crazy field, but it always has like an okay field. Like I'm sure Hideki will be back to defend his title, but I don't think it's going to like, for example, if Spieth plays, I think he'll be probably one of the biggest names. I think he'll probably be in the, you know, 20 to one range, even if he doesn't play well this week, it's a very winnable tournament for him. J two. I mean, he gets right. Like he's JT on the gr- used to play it all the time, but he hasn't recently. So I'm oh, not okay. sure if JT shows up. This okay. is what sucks for me, and it's sucking all the money out of my bank account. But he his his odds have recently been extremely bettable. Um, like last year, even I mean, I know Elise and I already have a ticket for him that we got twenty five to one at the Masters. Like. If you had been told that it's six years ago that at this age he'd be twenty five to one at the Masters, I mean that's that's crazy to think about. And I think even, I mean, I I I don't think no matter how bad he's playing, he should ever be above twenty to one at the Masters. I mean, oh yeah, no, that's his, that yeah, that's and I and spot. I wouldn't be shocked if that if those odds aren't out there anymore. Um, so. Gun to your guy's head. Do you think he wins a major this year? No. Uh, no. No. I I just I, I know I, the courses don't set up good. We kind of I talked agree. about this. I in agree. Our, I know yeah. I picked him preview. for the open just because I feel like no one's talking Liverpool about him. does. I think yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool is a good course for him. Liverpool and Augusta um, is two best shots. But I just I don't know. I I, think, I need to be yeah. proven something like even the. He'd be lucky to play the weekend at the U.S. Open. I agree um, with that. Yeah, it's. I'm. I'm curious. I've played LACC a couple of times. I'm curious to see how they set it up. To be honest with you, I think they could Correct. go a couple ways with that. But like, I found the uh, yardage. Actually, they posted the uh, what it'll be if you wanted to hear. What it. is it? Seven seventy four. Something uh, like that. Seventy three eighty one. Yeah, yeah. It's not short. And I will say the good thing about it is that it is firm and fast. So it plays a little bit shorter than the yardage would suggest. But when you get fairways that are rock hard, that also makes the fairways a lot more narrow. Um, You're going to need to drive the ball really well at LACC. Really well at LACC. Which he's so, been doing, yeah. in fairness to him. Like, he's, that's... Yeah, you know. he had a stretch last year, guys. I forgot what the tournaments were. I can I can look it up right now. But he had a stretch last year. Yeah, Heritage, Byron Nelson, PGA Championship, Colonial, where he gained over three strokes off the tee in four straight starts. Like, that's unbelievable. If, if Spieth is gaining... If Spieth is gaining over three strokes off the tee in four straight starts, like at least one of those should be a win. And I mean, you saw during that stretch, he went first, second, 34th, seventh. So, and the only reason why it wasn't better is because he wasn't putting well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I uh, think, go ahead. No, you go. 
I mean, I were all of the belief that if he puts like he did in 2021 and the ball striking stays the same going into this year, then he'll probably win twice. I mean, we all three had him winning once. But, I mean, if he can just get back to his 2021 putting and, you know, hit it how he hit it last year, then there's no reason he can't win twice and be in contention at, you know, the majors and a few other tournaments. Yeah, it's just – I mean, obviously the, the Masters was a kick in the gut last year, but, like, yeah, there is still – for Xander, too. That was a tough Masters, man. Yeah, there still is three courses on the schedule that I fully believe he can win at with, like, his B-minus game, and that's Agreed. Pebble. Um, Augusta, definitely a little hard just because it's a major, but it fits him so well, and he can put his way to a victory. And then um, Colonial, Colonial, too. So, yeah. I mean, those three courses are, like, Not the three Craig events Ranch. you always have circled Craig because – what'd you say? Not Craig Ranch. Uh, I don't think anyone can be minus their way around there, to be honest, because you have to make so many birdies. Um, I think he's, he's a good, I I think he's a good bet at match play too. I I agree with that. And that's actually my, um, that's like my second favorite course on tour. Um, Yeah. Austin's cool. I agree with him. um, I like that course. Such a sick course. Um, so yeah, I was actually just there a few, a few weeks ago, um, touring, uh, Texas. So. It's um that's a really cool city and a really cool golf course. Um I I'd love to see him win the match play. That's like one of my favorite tournaments all year too, just because of the Me format. Too. I'm a huge match play um advocate. I think that it's um since it's the way golf was originally designed to how it was originally designed to be played. I know obviously now it's not necessarily the best way to figure out a winner or the most deserving winner, but I do think it's <laughs> the most fun way to play. So I would love to see him win the match, but man, that would be electric. Just like, it, I mean, it feels like, you know, the playoffs, like in the sporting event where you just like get to the next, get to the next. Um, So I, it would be so sick to see him win the match play. Yeah, that would be a good one. Anytime, you know, again, like I think he's just going to be a force to be reckoned with in Texas for the rest of his career. Right. It's Correct. just something about something about those style of courses. He just seems to feel super comfortable about it and the good news for him maybe going forward is that uh the pga head cover headquarters have moved to texas and so there's going to be all these pga championships coming up in the next two decades at like pga frisco and omni barton something but there's going to be a lot of they just moved the uh now of course those courses are like 7800 yards um (laughs) but uh but there's going to be a good amount there's going to be major championships in texas going forward correct i agree with that we joke all the time he needs to play every you know round he gets that he can at pga frisco I agree. He should he should make that his life's mission. Like that's gonna be the biggest week of his career, I feel like, if he hasn't completed the slam by then. I mean, that's like the um the pressure though. Like that's Rory at it's know, tough, like, man. Port it's, Rush pressure. It's tough. Or, um, um was it Port Rush? Yeah, Port Rush. And Jordan handles pressure amazingly, as we know. Um, so <laughs> I think we does anyone have any more thoughts on the course? Getting to some other players, betting picks. It's up to you guys. What do you guys have? No, I mean, one, go ahead, Dan. I was just going to say one quick little tidbit or thought. Over under on Thursday, we see two and a half. I might set it three and a half of those, like, he hits the putt and then he goes after and he's like, he's like <laughs> hit it, Jordan, or something like that. I'll, uh, I'll, take, three and a half. 
Uh, I'll take the over. It's a they're slow greens. There's no chance he gets any putts the hole on Thursday. I mean, I pray. I think I hope he adjusts because that's another thing that's always frustrating me. Jordan has never adjusted to greens mid round, like ever. I've never mm. seen him adjust to greens mid round, which is like so frustrating because like. I, I think it, a lot of it has something to do with the stubbornness of him. Like he's so like, like he has such a unintentional ego built up about like his putting because of how good he was. Like that when he has his eyes set on a putt, he's like, all right, this is it. Like, why, why do I have to adjust? Like, this is like, cause he still believes he's like one of the best players in the world, which is, which is the right way to believe. Cause like, I mean, right. that's how you, you that's, want him to think you want him way. to believe that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I think, uh, I, I, yeah, it's got to be over. He's he's gonna leave so many putts short, man. Hopefully, he can adjust the rest of the week. He's been there for like he has know, three, four, five days already. So I'm, I mean, he should be getting a good feel. Yeah, I got. I mean, it'd be nice. He's more than due, especially for a good first round or just really a good round. I would. I would, I just, I would love a birdie before a bogey. That's always my go-to. Well, you know he's bogey in that first hole. So. Goal, I but, know the first hole is yeah. like one of the hard. Ones. And there's the penalty shot on 18 looming for sure. So, <laughs> I mean, that duck hook three wood is just, it's in the bag like no other. Michael's going to tell him to lay up and he's going to, you know, rip the head cover off. and <laughs> yeah, Just like, oh, God. He's done that before, so it wouldn't be the first time he's, you know, hit into the crap on 18. Yeah. But... Jordan, you had something to say, right? No. I'm ready to get into our uh, our bets. Um, All right. New season of bets. So that's yeah, so, Dan, um, Dan, did you add your fourth bet to the um... – I have, I have not outed, added my place. Okay. Well, we can go over the rules since this is a new season. We will have the punishment for last place by the by Pebble. Well, we still have to figure it out. We need like a punishment for last place because last year I blew everyone out of the water and I didn't get anything for it. Um, so, well, sort of. We're, we're doing <laughs> we're doing <laughs> we're doing a hundred points per week. Um, and you guys can take the points as dollars if you want to put these bets into so, action. So you um, agree that all the rules on the dock are official and finalized? Yes, they're official and final. I agree with this. So a hundred points per week for normal events, two hundred points for every major and and the players because the players just means more um <laughs> especially the shoffley isn't that his uh, I, I don't know if i don't know if you're like this andy but we're huge haters of the players championship um because yeah. it's it's I, what the, the pj tour wants it to be a major and it just never will be um, yeah i'm kind of with you guys i never get super pumped for players week i i uh, it's an interesting golf course like it's a golf yeah. course that can create drama coming down the stretch well, it, like I, I really enjoyed the final round last year just because there were so yeah. many moments that were like oh shit did cam smith blow like yeah. it it can create some nice drama but i think like the 17th hole is the most overrated hole in i agree all. with that and, I, and i'm not a huge fan of the course i do think it has a really good finishing stretch though but yes yeah, yeah it's not um is is by far the worst of the last three holes i feel like oh yeah they should move it to Craig Ranch. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing that gets me hyped more than the yellow players man hitting a virtual <laughs> gold man. shot. Old man, uh, a gold man on a gold, gold boy. Uh, yeah, on ESPN live. Uh, so, <laughs> 100 points per week for normal events, including the FedEx Cup playoffs. Last year we did one outright. 
one placement and one wild card. This year we're doing um, anywhere from three to five bets. You have to have an outright. You have to have a placement. You have to have one that's not one of those two, and then you can have two others, whether it be placement, another outright, another wild card, whatever you want it to be. Um, the play the players in majors will be five to ten bets, um, with at least one outright. Same rules. Um, the official uh, rule says that Bob cannot win the season long race. I guess I didn't read the fine print, <laughs> yeah. so we're gonna have to take that out. Um, and the final um, placed participant at the conclusion of the tour championship will blank as we'll fill that in before Pebble. So I have four bets this week. Um, Andy Lack is a huge um, better on Twitter. So I'd love to hear his takes on all of these. We'll try and keep it moving. So Dan, if you want to start off um, with your bets, we'll go, we'll just do everyone gives all their bets at once. Yeah. And then, um, We'll hear his thoughts. Sounds good. I I have I still have to figure out my placement bets. Um, but I've got some points down on. Do you want us to go first? Xander, too. Can you not hear me? Yeah. Did you want? No, do you want us? Do you want us to go first you, yeah. while you figure out your last one? Uh, oh. Uh. No. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Respect it. I'll just. I'll. I'll just. Because I'm going to both, well, I guess both of these can't hit because it's two outrights, but they're all going to hit. They're going to be in a playoff. Finau, Shoffley, playoff. No, but I've got some some points down on both of those guys. I think, obviously, Xander fits him really well. Um, and it seems like he's probably got some confidence from last season, winning twice. Like, he actually knows how to win golf tournaments now. Um, so, hey, this Xander week and Finau obviously killed it last summer. And long course, if it's going to play a little softer, the extra distance certainly doesn't hurt. Uh, greens may be a little bit slower. Seems like Finau can jam in those three or four footers that, um, at least on Sundays in the past, have maybe been a little nervy. Um, so I like those two plays. And then I haven't gone to a playoff because I think this is just a course where birdies can happen. Yeah. Um and you, you could get somebody winning by five, but my guess is that all of these guys' games are probably in somewhat the same like area of not their best stuff, but their B plus stuff. And that will get us to about 22 or 23 under, and we'll get two or three guys to play an extra hole. I mean, that's, that's, an that's a really interesting bet. I, I, I mean, I guess there's that's that's not one I would take. I I can't wait to hear your reasoning on that. But what's your that you have forty you have forty left to put on your a placement? What's that? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll get those out when I get them out. Oh, I'm so you're not this. announcing them right now? No. Interesting. Viewers are gonna be pissed, but yeah, I think I think it's gonna be riot. The viewers, yeah, okay. All right, I'll go next. I'll, I'll well, hold on. Let's. I want to hear Andy's thoughts. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On I'll those two it. winners. Yeah. I mean, I'm never gonna argue with Xander. I actually do. I, he's not my pick this week. I mean, he Who will be. You can say. You want me to give mine? Yeah, we I already think... have our bets put down, so we're not gonna change everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I think JT takes it this week. I mean, it, the case is pretty simple. He's one. Are you guys JT haters? No, yeah, we're not JT fans at all. I'm not as much so, of a JT so hater. But... I I'm like curious about that because he's like Spieth's best friend. Well, well, because Spieth is never. Mito Pereira handed 
JT his second major on a silver yeah. platter. I mean, and I would, Spieth would have I would the grand slam back. by I would, now. I would push back on Day. that a little bit, considering that I don't know if you guys remember that PGA Championship, but there was a giant weather draw where one side of the draw got That's basically true. played almost a stroke easier. And let's not yeah, act like Spieth would have won. <laughs> and J, JT came out of the harder wave. Yeah. I mean, that was. That was well earned. He put together one of the best rounds of the tournament in the worst conditions. So I, I know Mito collapsed. Do not get me wrong. I, you know, I, he will have nightmares about that tee shot on 18. I think it was, I can't remember who said it might've been Kyle Porter, but he was like, it looked like his body got electrocuted yeah. mid swing, but J I mean, but JT JT came from the way worse side of the draw and had way worse conditions. So I, I, I think he, I think he earned that one fair and square and he played an incredible 18th hole in the playoff against Zal. Like he, he, you know, he stepped up to the plate. Anyway, I digress. Um, I, I yeah. like JT a lot this week. I, I like JT on courses, any course where you have room to operate off the tee, because I think the big mess is something I tend to worry about with JT. And obviously, you know, it's a pretty easy case considering he's won here twice. So I don't really have to talk too much about the course fit, but this is a guy that by age 27 had racked up like 14 wins on the PGA tour. And then over the last two seasons, he's basically just won one time and it's been one of the five biggest events of the season um i think he's gonna start padding his resume with some more of these easy w's and i i just i think it's a really good course fit and i yeah. think he's due to win one of these yeah so part of the um jt hatred well one of it comes from like people saying that he's spieth when he's just like when spieth is in a slump they just try they start to say that like jt was what spieth was supposed to be when that's just not true i mean spieth <laughs> still clears jt all time by his resume still clears him by a hundred percent and Spieth quite a margin Spieth's like more wouldn't you agree that spieth's a bigger star than jt oh it's not even close. i agree i mean the, yeah. i mean the stars are I, and and I, I guess we might not have time on this podcast, but I mean, at some point we're going to have to discuss that article from ESPN for Mr. Shabak. <laughs> Wait, um, I didn't see that one. What so basically it's to? 25 most influential names in golf and Jordan Spieth is nowhere to be found. Are Phil Mickelson's ahead of Woods. Daniel Kang is like eight. And then Nelly Korda is like 25. It's, it's, yeah, it's, that's it's insane. What did Spieth finish in the pip third? Fourth? Third, yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. all it, the faces of the tour, and I would have argued that Ro Spieth was bigger than Rory before they lived, mm. but now, now obviously, yeah. Rory has him. But I mean, those are the two stars. Those are where all of the where most of the fandom comes from now. Spieth's a bigger star than Rom, in my opinion. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, not yeah, even close. There's yeah. there's no doubt that Spieth and Rory are the ones who draw the most fans and they're on a complete besides tiger obviously um yeah and they're they're just on a different level than the rest of the tour but um yeah i mean no one and another thing is Pebble just Beach like because it's all speed that's why people watch Pebble Beach. yeah there's no there, right like, people would not have, and colonial yeah. probably you could argue as well colonial is a little bit of a better field but like still i mean it's still not yeah. um which sucks because colonial even though like 
It'll this get is, elevated. This eventually. is very biased because I'm a huge fan of Colonial, even though like me too. Every course that's like Colonial, I dislike, but it's just because Pete plays there that I like it. Um, but it's more just like it's historic because I'm a huge Tory Pines hater. Um, me too. Huge Tory Pines. Oh, hater. I love that. That's a, yeah, that's a huge great, Tory Pines hater. <laughs> well, Colonial's getting a big restoration, yeah. by the way. Correct. So it's yeah. Gil Hans who is like you know he's the guy that changed Southern Hills and changed the Country Club, and he's really really talented at taking these old school courses and kind of beefing them up to fit tour pros better without really you know kind of losing the integrity of the original design so i'm excited to see how colonial looks this year i think it's going to be a lot better yeah i think selfishly just the way jordan's played i don't really know if i want it touched but um i get it um and then just another thing on jt and then i'll get into my bets the media today and this is, I guess, a selfish thing. They fawn over JT. They, I yeah. mean, they love themselves and JT. Like we, they love Spieth though too. No, here's my thing though. Hear me out here. You look at the interview schedules nowadays. JT gets one every event, and you barely yeah, ever see. see Interesting. Well, I JT mean, has been playing better. I Spieth's still the bigger name though. Like, I'm. Not, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I think. I, I just. I. It's more the fact that like JT, his wins are like. Like, it's so on brand for him to win, like, limited field events. And say what you want about, and I know that this is a really tough take, but, like, besides um, the, I don't care how good the field is, besides the alternate events, any full field event on tour is harder than a 72-man WGC or, like, that's just I agree. I, I agree. And anyone can get hot. The winning scores are usually the same at all courses, no matter how hard the field is. Versus how like it, it ever someone gets hot every week, um, and the yeah. the strength of fields does not equate enough for how many less players you have to play against. So, and then and then then again, I mean, the way he won the PGA was just like kind of very on brand. I mean, of course, his two majors are the least prestigious and. <laughs> Um, it's the same major twice. <laughs> like it's just a lot of it's on brand for him, and it's and a lot of and some of it's a joke. I mean, he's a great player, but like he's just not what the media like makes him out to be, which is sort of what gets it's on our nerves. Really, just when, okay. Let me ask you this question: When it's all said and done, you think Spieth will have a better career than JT? Yeah, because I think um, <laughs> I think it's becoming so hard. I think it's when, close to be honest I, with you guys. I don't think the omen is on Spieth. <laughs> I don't think JT wins more than three majors, and I do think Spieth gets at least one more in his career. That's yeah. fair, and Spieth has a head start too. Like to win two majors nice. is so tough nowadays. Like there are there are a lot of really good players. Like I mean, I I use Xander as an ex- example, but like Xander, Morikawa, like those players, like there's a chance they never win a major again. Same with Spieth. I mean, I there's know. a chance. I mean, yeah. besides there, like there's too much parity now. The there's so much parity. Yeah, yeah. So. I think Spieth has enough of a head start where I don't think JT will dominate him the rest of his career. But I also think that if if JT gets, um, regardless of how many PGA Tour wins, um, I think if JT's third major is the PGA again, I don't think he's past Spieth at all. Hundred um, to win three yeah, different majors is way more impressive. Is way more yeah. impressive than yeah. people make out to be. It's not just yeah. about the number, but to do it at three different ty- completely. I mean Augusta, Chambers Bay, and um, uh. Yeah. Burkdale are just three Burkdale, completely yeah. different courses. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. and yeah. he's got a built he's got a built-in shot at Augusta like every year, right? Correct. Yeah. Whereas like I mean JT kind of the same, but no, it's not JT JT's not near the level. JT is a classic. No, I mean, once once like four thirty hits and he's on the twelfth hole, that's where he fades um on Saturday at the Masters. Um so he does. He has yeah. to, he's had he's a some, huge fader on Saturday. I'm telling I, you. I bet him almost every year at the Masters and he I, I owns, love those um, he always freaking finds a way. Yeah. I put the hammer down on the Saturday matchup. I forget who we played, but like whatever the, the betting matchup was he was against and it was it was a no sweat winner. Because yeah. I mean he well, just he, he faded so hard. Yeah. Um, he was like he, he was went to like, the day T9th and finished like T37. Uh, <laughs> he was lurking in 21 and then that rain delay hit. Oh yeah, that was funny. Out. Do you guys remember that there had the rain delay and JT was like in the middle of making a charge and then the second they get back on the course he flubs a chip into the creek on it, yeah. the par 5. <laughs> it's like it, okay. I mean, there, go, there goes JT's chances of winning the Masters. Yeah. Any, hate to see it. any concern over him getting uh, sobled this week? You, that's so funny. You guys are in tune with that. You <laughs> guys are you because that's like a big part of my. Uh, that's amazing. Universe, so like, but you guys are in tune with that. It's funny. I'm actually playing golf with Sobel this weekend. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah he's I, coming down. I, we have a big like Rick Run Good business thing, and. um yeah. He's coming down for for our, our draft and and. Are you are you in uh, like Rick? Are you guys all from the same area? No, I mean I'm from New York. Rick is from Vegas. Uh, no, but you're idea living on the West Coast right now, or I live in LA. Yeah, but I'm from New York originally. Yeah, no idea where Sobel's from, but Rick has basically started this fantasy. Like he's basically said, like, okay, fantasy football is so freaking successful. Why? why doesn't fantasy golf season long exist? So we're basically yeah. like pushing this giant season long fantasy golf thing. And we're going to do kind of like a big draft with a lot of the bigger, you know, media guys and Sobel's. So, and we're meeting up in Vegas next week, all to do it. And Sobel no, is Sobel, one of them. So Sobel's a funny backstory. Cause like, again, Elise, we have her on here every for the majors. Like she's like our go-to better for the podcast. And, and she's she's got a huge thing against Sobel's picks for some reason. It's like I don't a, blame her. It's a, it's I, a, now I've got to meet her because I that, I feel <laughs> bad. Be, I feel bad if she listens to me. I, I well yeah I she, I, yeah. I, it would it would definitely be interesting to have you guys on at the same time because she's uh she's one of the best like golf betters I've ever seen. Um, and you're oh, one of cool. you're right up there too. But she's. Yeah, anytime, guys. I'm there whenever you guys need me. Yeah, but so um, I don't even know where we were, but I can get into my picks for yeah. uh, this week. <laughs> so I'm with Dan. I think Xander wins this week. Uh, he's got the form, plays well here. And then we mentioned the course comp. Oh, man. TPC Craig Ranch. I have KH Lee. He's the first round leader merchant. He's the TPC he Craig the Ranch merchant. merchant. He's 41 to 1. To be the first round leader in a limited field, yeah. Um, he comes in with some decent form too. I also have an FRL, so um, so be... I like KH Lee as the first round leader. And then my I have a top ten. I got Tom Kim. Um, he's a good pick this week. I don't think him playing a new course scares him at all. He's got the moxie. He's got the form, and like you could say, last year was his breakout year. He could top that this year easily. 
he'll have the chance to put himself in the majors this year and, you know, really, really make a name for himself. And then a top 20 I got just because I kind of like the odds was JP, JT Poston to top 20. Um, there was plus money. He, um, I was looking at his form. He, uh, not, you know, he finished T11 in 2020, the only time he was here. Um, he's started slow with the putter this season in the five events he's played this FedEx Cup season. But when he putted here in 2020, he put, he, I mean, he gained 1.4 strokes game per round on the greens. Um, that was just kind of a little fun play that I threw in. I like it. Yeah. He's a, he's a microwave. When he gets going, he gets going. He's I'd love to know player. what your thoughts are on, on Mr. Post. And uh, that's just a weird pick for, in my opinion, I didn't see anything on him anywhere. <laughs> I didn't even know he was playing to be honest. What did he win? <laughs> oh, he won the, uh, Mr. Deere, didn't he? John Deere. He won John Deere. Deere. Yeah, he, he wasn't, to to be totally honest, he wasn't on my radar really, but I haven't even gotten into, I do a lot of my, you know, figuring out what I'm actually going to bet on like Monday night, Tuesday morning. So I'll, I'll give him a luck. I'll give him a luck. Yeah. I, um, I'm going with uh, my outright 20 to win. Uh, I think 22 to one uh, Cam Young. Um, yeah. I, I like his course fit and value in limited fields. Again, he feels like he's due to win and I'm going to keep betting him. Same with Zalatoris last year finally worked out and hopefully this one works out too, even though he kind of seems like a guy who could be a Ricky Fowler long-term, but I don't know. I like him 22 to one. So I have 20 on that. Um, I have my, for those of you guys who followed last year, I I I made my winnings usually by putting a majority of my um, balance on one bet, and that's what I did this week. I put half of the balance, fifty on Adam Scott top twenty even money. Um, I love the value there. He's great from long range. Um, has a great greens hit percentage from over two hundred uh, yards, which is a huge thing this week. Um, I have M top 10, 20, uh, I think it's plus 135 or plus 115, one of the two. Um, I love that. I love that. Uh, I love him this week. I didn't, I didn't know what to do him. I was thinking to do him in a second outright, but I like the play, the safety of the placement. And then my FRL, which is a uh, first round leader that I went to a lot last year like almost every tournament he played is Aaron wise and he always finishes like second or third and never gets the first round leader. So I know bet MGM has, um, first round top five. I don't have that, but because we do all our things off FanDuel and DraftKings, but, um, are you guys all in legalized betting States? So Massachusetts isn't legal yet. (laughs) Um, when I'm down in like Rhode Island, I can bet. Um, yeah. So that's usually how I do most of mine because Rhode Island's 18 and Jordan, I don't know. What, I'm Michigan's? in Maryland, so we just Maryland's legal, yeah. legalized it. Yeah. yeah. Finally. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Dan? Yeah, it's good up here in Michigan. Well, I guess I'm not in Michigan right now, but yeah. Nice. It's legal where you currently are, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, it is. I'm the unlucky one in California, but I got I got my guys that I can tax and they just end up putting it in for me. 
Yeah, that's that's what I um, did a lot of the time before too because <clears throat> Massachusetts it's it's getting there. It's it's weird how strict they are about it, and I know that you're there are a lot of people who are like like the non gamblers are extremely against it. Um, but mm. I I don't know I I think that like I don't know I definitely see I wrote a paper last year, um, an eight page paper my final project on um the the dangerousness uh or that's not a word but the dangerousness of like um being able to place bets online on your phone like in your pajamas just like it's it's way too accessible to be throwing yeah. so much like the amount of money that you have access to that can, could completely change the economy is crazy um in like legalized online sports betting um so i think that's the big problem not even like the betting in casinos or like different like hubs but the online right. is definitely it's very as much as I, as much as I'd love to see it completely legalized. Yeah, it's definitely um an interesting debate. But yeah, I I don't know what your thoughts are there. I I, I my favorite play of the week is definitely Scott. I I'd pick him on more than just top twenty. I think if I had the balance. But yeah, I'm a big Scott fan. I always I've always been a big Scott fan. I don't think that he's cooked. I mean, I think that he. He didn't he seem to you guys like the most obvious live guy ever? And he yeah. basically said, No, I mean, I care about competing in majors and competing against the best players in the world. And so I think he's still got something left to prove. I wouldn't be surprised if he poked his head out again at a few majors. And I mean, this is a $15 million purse. So I, you know, if he's not getting up for this one, I, I don't, I don't know. What yeah. He will be. Yeah. 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 Maybe he mixes it up, adds a little blue or Hawaii thing <laughs> to his like, I don't know. I wouldn't expect much deviation for Mr. Scott this week. Yeah. I yeah. kind of, um, going back to our last pod, um, I mentioned in our like season preview, uh, Liv has been quiet. Like, yeah, I know, Andy, you mentioned like Scott seemed like the most obvious live guy. It honestly wouldn't shock me if he still went, especially. Uh, you know. I've heard otherwise. I've heard otherwise only because him and Greg Norman are not uh, not the best of friends. <laughs> that's, that's good news. Then I was thinking, especially with uh, the new uh, statement that came out from Fred Ridley with the, really the Masters setting the precedent that guys will be allowed. I'm yeah. curious. I feel like there are going to be more guys that still go to live. It'll be interesting to hear. They've been very quiet. Yeah. I'm trying to find this article again. Yeah. But, I mean, like, here's the thing. Um, and not to not to get too too deep into it, I could talk about live for hours, but I, I did p- post another podcast about it, so or a podcast soon, so I'll give you guys the short version. But you know, in my opinion, they need to close the talent gap some way, shape or form for this to continue to get any traction because they have proven that their roster, while it has really great players, no one's going to deny that Cam Smith is awesome. No one's going to deny that DJ is awesome. Tough to kind of see where Brooks and Bryson's game is at, but we've seen their ceilings. But like, in my opinion, they need Cantlay and Xander because if they can get Cantlay and Xander, which are two bona fide top eight players in the world, then suddenly you start looking at it and it's like, okay, 
now the talent gap is pretty close, right? Like, you know, right now, if you were to favor the, if you were to play a Ryder cup style match between the PGA tour and live, I think the PGA tour would kick their ass. But if you add two of the top eight players in the world to live, suddenly the talent gap gets a lot closer and you can't even make those arguments anymore because basically the big main argument for Liv is, oh, it's so stupid that we don't get official world golf ranking points when we have the best player in the world. And it's like, okay, yeah, you have Cam Smith. And like, yeah, DJs probably should be ranked higher than he is. But like, if you add Cantlay and Xander to that mix, like I think that it, very much evens the talent pool and then the pga tour isn't even allowed to say anymore all right you've got some guys but the best players in the world for the most part are still with the pga tour so i don't think if like i don't think mito's changing anything i think they need to land one or two big fish and if they don't they're in big trouble i agree did you guys ever read this list like the full list of the of the most influential people in golf. Uh, I mean, I don't know every name, but there is one name on here that I like started laughing out loud at. At num coming in at number twenty, Beth L. Freeman. Is that the yes. judge? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't That's that great. crazy? That's great. Justin Thomas comes in at a mild eleventh. Yeah, I think he. I think he's probably closer to fifteen. But yeah, yeah, and I mean, is... Andy, you consume like I mean, you're like us. You consume tons of golf content. What would you like say about ESPN and the way they cover golf? Uh, I I don't take their golf coverage very seriously. I'm a huge Kevin Von Valkenberg fan. Like I'm a huge fan of this too. Yeah, yeah, he's their main golf writer, and I think he does really great work. I agree. But like, I get sent from friends all the time stuff making fun of ESPN's golf content. Like, oh, for example, awesome. um, they did like a majors preview article, and they said uh, something about. Uh, Cameron Young will be playing a home game in Rochester at Oak Hill. And it's like, yo, I live, I grew up where Cam Young grew up. It's like six hours from Rochester. It's the same distance as if you would say, like, it's the same. Di- Cam Young from where he grew up to Rochester is that you might as well say it's a home game at Oakmont or the country club because it's closer to Pennsylvania than it is to Rochester. So it's just like stuff like that, where it's like, I I don't know how I'm supposed to take it seriously. And like, they don't have the betting thing figured out. Like random people on Twitter that have 500 followers know more about golf betting than the guy that they are hiring. At That's ESPN so true. Like actually golf. now that I'm thinking about it, like not just golf, like CBS sports, yeah, um, it's like, bad. But like it's bad. CBS Sports has figured out the betting. Like ESPN, there's very little betting content on no, ESPN. There's none at all. No, um, there's none at all. And betting is becoming such a huge thing in sports that like huge. That that's a huge audience that they're missing out on. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I 
That's crazy. Now that I think about it, I, I, they don't even, not about the NFL, not about really anything. No, I know. Yeah. It's a joke. It is. Do we have well, anything else? No, I mean, they're well behind for the worldwide leader in sports. Oh, yeah, true. Um, but is there anything else, Dan, Jordan? No, I'm just, we're, Blessed to have you on, Andy. I know you've already said you'd be willing to come on again. Anytime, um, if, guys, if Xander wins, we're, we'll have you on for sure. Oh, please! I hope so because <laughs> Cal, I, I don't think Cal will go on podcast yet. So I'm happy to be like the Xander liaison if something you know, big in the world of Xander happens. I would love to get him on. You could bring us. Both I think on. I think I could get him on. You think um, you could get him on? Okay, perfect. I think I could. I and he knows he knows a lot about golf. He does, and he's pretty good. I've played golf with him. Yeah, before. he is pretty good. He's yeah, pretty he's like, good. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's like young, and he's still a kid, so he's not hitting the ball a mile. But he's yeah, got he a really good. He's I got a really good idea. short game. Because that's how I used to be. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, we got to play because you're a pretty good golfer yourself, right? Yes, I am. Okay, what's your handicap? I am a plus point two. Okay, Jesus, I'm a three. You're giving strokes yeah. to me. Yeah, um, I didn't play like that in the fall, but over the summer I was playing really good. Um, that was like my peak. I felt uh, in the club championship, I played my best friend. He's going D1. Yeah. Well, do you and, have, yeah, I was going to say, do you have aspirations? Last question, because I do have to get out of here and eat yeah. some dinner. But do you, uh, do you have college aspirations? I, I don't really want to play college golf because like I really sure? want to go to, I really, really want to go to a big school. And I know that like I'm capable of playing like D2 or D3, but like, yeah, I, I I'd rather just play club wherever I go. Um, yeah, for what really... it's worth, I I walked on to Duke and quit after a week because I was like, and yeah. I got offers. I got offers to D three places like yeah Amherst and stuff like that. But I had my heart completely set on Duke, even knowing that at best I could walk on the golf team. Yeah, I mean wherever I go, I'll right? I'll try out. But like again, yeah. And I I'm got on at... I got to the team and I was like I was like hitting balls next to Alex Smalley, who's on the PGA tour right now. And I was like, yeah, yeah I can't hang. It's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's would have to play. I know um I'll be out at the because my family runs the Pebble tournament. So I'll be out there oh, wow. sometime in the next few years. Yeah. So my so my uncle runs um the memorial and pebble pro am so oh wow uh, sick I'm, i think we're going to it's just too much because i've already been traveling so much for school that i don't think i'll be able to get out to pebble this year i'll definitely I, i'll almost definitely be going yeah. to memorial well let me let me know any when let me know uh yeah. anytime you're in california i i live in la mainly and uh yeah. New York too if you're ever in New York i just joined oak hill actually as a junior really? member so yeah yeah wow. that's so, really cool yeah. I got, um, yeah. One last question for you. Are you going to be at LACC for the U.S. Open? Oh yeah, it's five minutes from my house. Okay, I uh, I have plans to be there. I was at Brooklyn. Okay, with awesome. Too, Hit me up. So. You have Twitter, right? Do you? I do have Twitter. I have. I'm mostly right. on Instagram, but I do have a Twitter account. Okay, so. cool. Yeah. Hit me up. It's five minutes away from my house. Gotcha. I yeah. appreciate it. Um, I don't think Jordan will play well there, but U.S. Yeah. Open was sick. I said Bob and I were at Brooklyn last. Brooklyn was so cool. So fun. Yeah. But thank you for coming on, man. It was a blast. Um, got, I know we got a lot of positive feedback from saying that you were coming on. A lot of people are huge <laughs> fans of you. You really have a brilliant golf mind, so it's always happy to have your input. Um, we'll have to get you back on at some point, but thanks for coming on. 
Awesome. Appreciate you guys. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Take care. Yes.